James, if everything goes well, either later this year or sometime next year, you're going to have an experience that hopefully you'll never forget. Hopefully it will live up to what you wanted. Your first Kiss concert. And, uh, you know, in, the, in the, our last podcast, we, you know, Ken, you, you talked about your first two Kiss concerts, 1977 and 1979. My first Kiss concert was in 1992, and I'd already been a fan for 11 years. Amazing night, and I have a recording of it. This was Meadowlands, New Jersey, 1992, and this is one of the most kick-ass versions of Parasite that you'll probably ever hear. Give this a listen. What a night, what memories. Awesome. <laughs> talk about what KISS means to us and, you know, what KISS means to the Army, and we get to thinking, you know, what better way to gauge what KISS means to its Army than to poll the Army itself. So I put up uh, a post on all the major KISS message boards out there asking exactly that. What does KISS mean to you? And you guys sent your um, responses into our email address, podkiss at gmail.com, and uh, well, now we're going to read those submissions, just as we promised. Here's a letter from Lewis who writes the following. I would like to begin by saying that the experience of being a KISS fan has afforded me countless nights of joy and freedom through music. There's a need to let loose in every single human being, and only in KISS have I ever felt what true freedom is, what true rebellion is, and in the end, what life can be about. And I salute every member of KISS past and present for adding to the luster of millions of lives out there and helping me personally through nights I swore I couldn't make it through. 
But the shining light in my life was an attitude that Gene and Paul instilled in me that I will never, ever let go of, which is the kiss attitude. The celebration of extreme fun, extreme rock, and just extreme everything. I'll never have a problem starting over, going through rough times, and rougher times. Because in the back of my mind, I know I'll always be alright because of the righteous indignation that KISS has spread to all like-minded fans. Thanks to KISS for all the hard work and effort they've put into it, and thanks to the KISS Army for being some of the most diverse, interesting, and sometimes difficult people I've ever had the pleasure of interacting with. You are all friends of mine in one way or another. Long live KISS. Well, thanks, Lewis. That's an awesome letter, and uh, I couldn't agree more. This one here comes from our good buddy Fred. KISS's legacy goes way beyond music as it relates to something that knows no borders, no countries, no wars. Something that, as the webmaster of a KISS-related website, I feel is important to millions of us. Passion. The same passion that is shared by each and every one of us, the KISS Army members. The same passion that enables millions of people worldwide to feel united as if they have known each other forever. The same passion that has been my driving force since I was a child, and that I now love to share with my readers, like I'm sure you at Podkist love to share with your listeners. Long live KISS, long live Podkist, and long live the KISS Army. Keep up the good work, Fred. Fred, thank you so much for the kind words toward Podkist, and uh, I agree, something that the KISS Army does share, regardless if we're agreeing with each other or disagreeing with each other, is passion. We love this band, we love what this band does for us. So, great letter, Fred. Ace Alive 1 writes... What KISS means to me, the greatest band in the world, they will always make me get in a better mood when I listen to their albums, no matter what is wrong. The first concert I went to blew my mind. It's different when you expect it to happen, though. I remember meeting them backstage in 2004, and I was a nervous wreck. That is until Paul made a joke directed towards me and made me feel at home. If I ever have kids, my collection of KISS stuff will go to the firstborn boy. Here's one from a young fan in Maryland who writes the following. Dear Podkist, I'm only 19, but KISS has been my hobby since I was a little boy looking at my dad's records uh, to watching Extreme Close-Up. One of my favorite memories was when I was six and watching KISS Unplugged with my dad. We have watched together since it aired on Halloween, and that is one of my best times with my dad. I am proud to call myself a member of the KISS Army. Thank you, KISS past and present members, for the music but for being something me and my dad can bond together with. I love you, Kiss. Alexander Paul Walker. Well, thanks, Alexander. I know how you feel. Our next letter comes from my good buddy, Mike Shoop, also known to all of you all as Shoopy on the various Kiss message boards. Shoopy writes, What makes me a Kiss fan? What makes them so special to me? Where to begin? Smoke. Bombs. Fire. Blood. Makeup. Music. KISS is the total package. Music for every mood. Music to go booze cruising to, and music to cry to. Music to pump your fist to, and blow off steam. Listening to them pulls me from the depths that life sometimes can send me to, and puts a smile on my face. Watching concert videos, I feel myself letting my head start to bang, or starting to do the deuce dance, or letting my fist pump into the air during War Machine. Looking to see a little bit more during Take It Off, or screaming, welcome to the show during Psycho Circus. You cannot be down in the dumps listening to KISS. They are a kick in the ass and my own little happy pill. They give me energy, they give me all I ask of them, and a little more. They are magic. Why am I a KISS fan? Because I want to be a KISS fan. Shoopy. Mike, that's a, a great letter and a great point. KISS has so many different styles, whether it be you know the heavy metal of Creatures of the Night, or Revenge, or Carnival of Souls, to the poppy stuff, you know, like Unmasked and, and Dynasty. You know, KISS has something for every mood and every person, and it's really hard to not let a smile creep across your face when listening to a KISS record. So, uh, thanks a lot for the letter, Mike. The Son of Simmons writes, Here is why I'm in the KISS Army, and will remain here for life. When I was a little kid, just seven years old, my father left home, leaving my mom with three kids. Looking for something when you're a teenager is tough, so I found Kiss and Gene Simmons. I figured that if Gene could look like that and not do drugs or drink, then I could do that too. I am now 50 this year and still do not drink or ever do drugs. So if it weren't for Kiss, who knows where I'd be today. So hooray to Kiss and the Kiss Army. Take care, the son of Simmons. 
know, as I'm listening to this, I'm realizing that, um, you know, there are young fans, there are older fans, and then there are fans who are no longer with us, and we've all met people um, either through the message boards or the concerts we go to. Uh, we've made friends, we've drifted apart, we've, you know, had great debates and, um, you know, heated arguments and, and then <laughs> dropped it all and, uh, you know, sang along when the song started. Um, but we've also lost some people along the way. We've, we've had friends who um, have passed on and, um, you know, we dedicate this show to uh, past, present, and future members of the KISS Army, just as we dedicate every show to the past, present, and maybe future members of KISS. And um, I also want to put out there, uh, just to be sentimental for a second, how much I appreciate both you, uh, Ken, and you, James, for doing this thing with me. It's, it's a ridiculous idea I had two years ago. Um, wow. Uh, I guess almost three years ago. Um, and it's something that... Uh, there's probably only three people who really understand uh, how much fun it is, and that's the three of us. But um, we're we're each recording from very different places, <laughs> uh, you know, in the country, um, and the three of us have never met in person. But this is, you know, one of my favorite things to do, and I couldn't think of two people to do it with that it would be more fun. So thank you guys. Well, thank you, Gary. I, I appreciate it. Feelings mutual, bro. So among the three of us, we have a fan from the 70s, that's Ken. We have a, uh, me, a fan from the 80s, and James, a fan from the 90s. But uh, Ken recently spoke to some fans who uh, became members of the KISS Army within the past few years. Give this a listen. Can you give us your first name, your username, your age, and general location? My name is Greg Gorey from the band Grind Crime, but my username is KissFan888. I'm 17 years old, and I live in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. My name is Lewis, and I go by Trout Player and Tumbling Dice. I live in Southern California. I'm 19 years old. All right, this is Sean. I'm Parasite94. I'm 15 years old, and I live in Arkansas. How did you learn about the rock group KISS? Well... I remember when I was two and a half going on three back in 1993, and I remember my dad just got Kiss Confidential because that's when it first came out. And my mom was just getting done uh, cooking dinner, and, he, and she told me to run up the, upstairs and get my dad to tell him that. And when I walked in, it's kind of funny in a way, uh, when I walked in, I happened to catch a glimpse of a classic video of Gene Simmons doing his bass solo, uh, Spitting Blood. Scared the living hell out of me, and I remember I ran out, ran out this, ran downstairs, crying for my mom. And I remember I came back because I was fascinated with the look at first, but then I sat down, and they were already in the middle of the song, "Hundred Thousand Years." And I remember I sat there, and it wasn't really the look that really attracted me. It was mainly the music. I liked the bass line and everything. I remember I was dancing along to it, and ever since then, it was pretty much history. <laughs> and that that vision of Gene scared the hell out of you. Yeah, it really did. Um, I was always fascinated with horror, too. Like, I remember it was just after I saw my very first horror movie, actually. And uh, ever since then, I was just hooked on it. And Gene Simmons, of course, represented horror in the best way. So he caught my eye, pretty much. There will be blood. So so you would say it was more the sound than the image? Because at first, the, the, the image repulsed you, but it was the sound that brought you... Yeah, to... it, was, it was mainly the sound because it was just... I don't know, ever since I heard that song, I mean, my dad had the, all the records because, you know, the 80s just ended, so records were still being sold constantly. Mm -hmm. And uh, he still had a whole bunch of records from the 80s, and I remember constantly listening to it all the time. Sadly, since I was too young to, to, re, to really get how it works, like, I remember I would just leave the records on the floor, and they would get so scratched up. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to throw them out because, you know, they were so, uh, they were so damaged, you couldn't get one lyric without skipping. And that's why they're collector's items. Yes. <laughs> Trout, how did you first learn about KISS? I've always known about them my entire life, but um, I wasn't necessarily familiar with the music. But I did grow up around the type of the reunion and everything and saw them on the news. And although this is going to take away a lot of credibility in the eyes of older fans, I became a fan sometime in 2002. After hearing Deuce on my brother's record player, who was kind of an intermediate KISS fan, um, I was the one that heard it and just wanted to hear more and more. Well, like, here's the thing. You say you became a fan in 2002, right? 
Right. So, like, let's go back to the 70s. And if you became a fan in 1973 and it was uh, 1979, that would mean you were there the whole time. You see what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Don't ever let anyone feel that you are less as a fan because of the time you've been at the party. Because right. I'll tell you what, I've been here since 1975, but, bro, you're right in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so do not ever let anyone do that. Was it the sound or the image that first attracted you to Kiss? It was definitely the sound, and um, just the attitude of the songs were mind blowing. And the song didn't care if you liked it. The songs just kind of threw themselves in your face, as if to say, you know, deal with it. And I was just blown away, and I just devoured every song and every album. And the image was more just of a cherry on top to everything. Sean, how did you first learn about Kiss? Well, my uncles had some CDs, and they were really big into Kiss, and so I saw them, and I was about four at the time. It was 1998, and the Psycho Circus action figures had just came out, so I went and got those, and that's how I first learned about Kiss. It was the image that attracted me to them first. You know, I mean, you get these four guys wearing face paint. You know, what little boy isn't going to think that's awesome, you know? So how does it feel to be part of the KISS Army? It feels great. It's just something that you're a family. You know, I mean, I've met people that I've never talked to before, never seen before in my life, and they will treat you exactly like a long-lost family member. It's really cool to be part of something that's, you know, universal. Trout, how does it feel to be part of this huge KISS Army? You know, actually, I feel really lucky because... It's just great to be in a community full of such cool people, and I've become buddies with a number of them. And it's, it's comforting to know that, you know, if I have a problem in my personal life, I can just pop onto the message boards and get some really good advice from all kinds of folks. And, you know, you don't really get that in any other fan base. And kisses, they're just, the fans are just passionate, and I'm just proud to be amongst them. And, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm lucky, really. Greg, um, how does it feel to be part of the, the KISS Army? I think it's the pretty much the best feeling in the world. I mean, to me, at least, you know, living in Philadelphia, you know, our scene in Philadelphia is not necessarily rock and roll anymore. You know, I scene I hang out with, I mean, most of it's not really Kiss fans. It's mainly, they like Kiss, yeah, they're all right, but then it's just mainly, hey, here's Greg Gore, the Kiss fan. And I feel kind of singled out. But once I, I find a friend or meet somebody that happens to like Kiss also, it's almost as if I found a lost brother or a lost sister. And I, remember, and I remember every time I went to a Kiss event, it feels like a family gathering. You're not alone on this. I mean, Kiss, Kiss Army is not just an army to me. It's a family. Uh, how do you feel that this sets Kiss and us, the fans, apart from the rest of the music scene? Like, for example, your, your friends, uh, what are they into? And how does being in the Kiss Army, uh, like, for example, a lot of people might be chem My Chemical Romance or Slipknot fans or whatever. Yeah. How, how, does, how does that correlate with being a Kiss fan and being in the Kiss Army? I'm a major Slipknot fan. That's actually one of my favorite bands also. But Me Kiss too. Always, yeah, uh, Kiss will always be my number one priority with favorite bands. Um, what mainly sets it off is that, first off, the image, of course. You know, there's no band that looks like Kiss. You look at a picture, Paul Stanley says it best. You look at a picture and you can tell that's Kiss. They're the most, they're, I have to arguably the most recognizable band. Even if you never heard their music before, you can look at, at a picture of them and you can say that's Kiss. You can't really listen to a band and say that sounds too much like Kiss, music-wise, because they are so different. Like, they don't sound anything like anybody in the 70s, 80s, or 90s, of course, now. You won't find a band that says, that sounds way too much like Kiss. You would never hear someone say that. Also, But by fans, we're known as the Kiss Army. Like, we're known for our obsession with some of us. We're known for how, you know, die-hard we are. One thing we all have in common is that we're Kiss fans. And that's what's really great about it, because you won't find a you won't find another fan like a Kiss fan. Trout. I think that we as fans take a lot of grief for liking Kiss, and the beautiful thing that you know we care enough about it that we take all all the stuff people give to us. If people are just giving us kind of bad mouthing Kiss. We feel that it's worth defending, and people that have defended Kiss way back in the 70s are still defending them now, and it's, and that's really that's exciting to see that people. They just love them for just years and years and years, and it doesn't stop. Them. It's it's kind of like they're my gang. They're my colors. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> How do people of your age think or talk about Kiss? Well, a lot of them are more Fairweather fans that kind of come and go and like a couple songs, and especially 
actually, that's how it was like in my school. A lot of people would come to me and say, uh, what's Kiss up to now? Since they, they knew me as their source of Kiss information and stuff. And I would tell them, oh, Gene's doing a reality show, Paul's painting. and this. So I'd basically become their kissonline.com. And they would just come to me for <laughs> all the information. Does anybody give you crap because they're an older band? Not really, because it was kind of cool. It was almost cool to like older bands, you know, especially in the past couple of years. New music has kind of just went away in kids' minds, and they started liking, you know, Led Zeppelin and, you know, Guns N' Roses and a lot of kind of bands from the 70s and 80s. And they accepted Kiss in a way, but they still kind of are weary, you know, at the makeup. And right. people just, they don't, they don't respond well a lot to the stuff they were doing in the 70s. And on an interesting note, in history class during Pop Culture Week, I did a Kiss PowerPoint presentation. You know, the classmates just to kind of preach the gospel of Kiss in class. You know? <laughs> exactly. And... Because I felt like I felt they didn't know enough about Kiss, and I just I was angry. I was like, "You should know more about Kiss." So I tried to spread the word. How was it received amongst the staff and the the students? Well, the teachers were kind of around when Kiss was in their heyday, so they, they were kind of they were okay with it, you know. I'm going to tell you, if that would have happened when I was a student, there's it no way. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, like if 1978, I would have said, okay, I'm going to do my project on KISS, and you're all going to have to sit through <laughs> Right, right, right. Some religious nut would have had me thrown out. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. But they were all very cool to it. That's, that's what I – So you would, say, you would say that KISS is more accepted. Exactly, more yeah. now than ever, I think. Right. So they're kind of more ingrained in popular culture now more than ever in a sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back then it was pretty much taboo to like KISS, but now it's, it's – way more accepted than it was back then, I would believe. Sean? Uh, I know a bunch of people that are fans of bands, but they're not willing to, you know, travel for 14 hours through a hurricane, which I have done, to meet a member of this band. I've met people who all listen to the same band, but they're really different. Kiss fans, we all treat each other very well. We're not rude to each other. We're just great people, and we're all bonded together for the love of one band, and I've never seen that in any other fan base. How do people of your own age think or talk about the rock group Kiss? In my school, it's sort of a diverse thing, because we've got people that, when they say that their music sucks, and then there's other people that I'll be walking through the school wearing a Kiss shirt, and they'll be like, dude, that is so awesome. You, you listen to Kiss, so do I, and we'll just get conversation started. So it's sort of a diverse thing with people our age, but most of the people that I know listen to, you know, rap and hip-hop. Not so much the hip-hop, but would it surprise you if I told you that I got the same reaction when I was in high school, except that people would listen to disco as opposed to rap? <laughs> <laughs> I believe that. I've seen Detroit Rock City quite a few times. Greg? Uh, when I was growing up, we had everything from people saying that uh, Kiss stood for Knights in Satan's service to they were reprobates or whatever. What was the worst reaction that you've ever received for being a Kiss fan? Surprisingly, um, well, since we live in a you know generation that pretty much accepts, you know, it's hard to shock someone anymore with the generation we live in now. But I still actually, believe it or not, get that uh, response as a... Uh, Kiss fans were nice in scenes and service and stuff like that. But probably the worst um, reaction was more personal. I remember my uh, one of my classmates, I remember I was wearing a Kiss Psycho Circus shirt day, and I remember the kids would literally like say, oh, these guys are creeps, clowns, wear makeup, you know, and it, of course it hurt a lot. I remember I used to go home crying because, uh, you know, they, they just, they really not like downed me a lot. But one thing I had to do was just, turn on Kiss, and I was pretty much back. Trout. A lot of people say, like, they uh, didn't get into drugs because of Kiss or helped them become a musician or whatever it was. How has uh, being a Kiss fan helped you in your life? I think they've just helped in pretty much every way they can at this age because I still haven't, I've never done drugs, I've never taken a sip of alcohol, and that was just kind of aided along by, by Gene and, and by Paul because I would hear their interviews, and, and it's just it was very inspiring to know that people... It were, you know, these crazy rock stars would never, you know, engage in those type of acts anymore. And, you know, it's, that, was, that was inspiring to me as a kid. But at first I thought of KISS as pure escapism. But as years went by, I realized that being a KISS fan kind of changed my perception of life in general. And I started to take a more positive look in, you know, in all things of life. And I just became a better person on all fronts. And, you know, it's at the same time it's made me, you know, pretty rebellious and... It's helped me conquer certain obstacles that I wouldn't have been able to had I been a fan of, I don't know, The Cure. 
to. Yeah, you probably would have sat in uh, in a, in a in a dark room somewhere exactly. with a weird hairstyle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Sean, what's the worst reaction you've ever received when someone found out you were a Kiss fan? Uh, well, actually, some people from my church saw me on TV. We had a fan convention down here, and I had done an interview, and I got a few dirty looks, and some people kind of downed me on being a KISS fan, so that's probably the worst. When someone puts you down as a KISS fan, how does that, what, what's your reaction? I really don't care, because those people have probably never listened to any more than, you know, rock and roll all night or shout it out loud, you know, all the great known tracks by KISS, they've never listened to anything beyond that, so they have no clue what KISS is all about what they stand for, so I really don't care what anybody says about KISS. How has being a KISS fan helped you and your life? Mainly Gene Simmons, because one thing, he's my idol in life completely. I look up to that man. I know a lot of times it seems like every, to a lot of other people, it seems like everything Gene says, you know, it can always come back swinging at him, you know, no matter what. Just the message and the vibe he gives off, he says, I'm myself, if you don't like it, the hell with you. And uh, I like that. It, it really taught me to be myself, not care what other people think about me. Um, another thing with my with life is that because of Gene Simmons and band Kiss, I probably wouldn't understand or what or know what I want to do with my life. Ever since I saw Gene Simmons that one day, I remember uh, when I got into them, first got introduced to them, I remember I sat down and I turned around to my dad. I said, I want to do that when I grow up. And ever since then, I've been going, I've been really striving to uh, become the next Gene Simmons, in a sense, you know. And that's exactly what the guys in Slipknot did. They looked at. Yeah. They, they, I remember uh, when uh, their their live album came out, Nine Point Oh Live. Is that what it's yeah. called? Yeah. yeah. And I remember Corey Taylor in an interview he said, "We want our album to be like when you open up the inside of the cover of a Live Two. That's what we want our live album yep. to, look, you know, right there." Mm-hmm. So, so you're in, on track with them as well. Definitely, I think Kiss Mania is, is uh, starting up again. Kiss always fades away for a little bit, then comes back full force because you know you can never count them out. No, you can't because you know you can never forget about Kiss because first off, of course, they're bombastic shows and they're fans. But uh, you know, Gene Simmons on the Doctor Pepper commercial, Kiss book, Kiss was featured in the Role Models movies, in the Role Models movie a lot. Of course, the new album. Once once the new album of Kiss comes out, they're all over the place. How how has uh, Kiss inspired you in your everyday life? Inspired my everyday life. Well, main thing is that. When I would hear when I would hear Gene Simmons say I'd never been drugged, I'd never been drunk a day in my life, never smoked, never got high, and of course as a teenager, you're going to be uh, asked to do drugs or uh, probably pressured into it. But one thing that always sent my mind, hey, Gene Simmons would do drugs. Obviously, it's not a loser thing if you don't do it. So pretty, I never really tampered with drugs before at all. I never had one before. Never really got high in my life. Never smoked weed. But like when people look at you, they see this kid in, in the, for lack of a better term, the goth makeup and the incredibly long hair, and they think, well, that guy's a stoner. Oh yeah, I get all the time. People always ask me if I if I do drugs or whatever, and no. And you can always say, no, I didn't. I don't do drugs because Gene Simmons doesn't do drugs. <laughs> I've actually said that a few times. Actually, I remember like, yeah, Gene Simmons don't do drugs, so I don't do drugs. <laughs> That's how it is. Trout, what is your favorite Kiss song that describes you? Although it's not my favorite Kiss song, I would say the, the song that best describes me was Get All You Can Take from Animalize. You know, when I first heard the song, it was it spoke to the rebel inside of me, and I think a lot of people just felt as if Paul was, you know, singing for them. And each verse is just inspiring. And, you know, each day before school, I would, you know, give it a listen and give you know, a couple songs a listen just to kind of prepare me for the hell I was about to endure during everyday high school, you know. Sean, what is your favorite Kiss song that describes you? A favorite Kiss song that describes me, I would have to say that it's off the box set, disc number five, It's My Life. I really love that song because it's all about being who you are and not caring what anybody else says about you and just living your life the way that you want to and not how everybody else tells you. Trial by Fire off of Asylum has the same message, and that's a great tune as well. Great. Have have you ever met a member of KISS? Yeah, I met Gene Simmons. It was October 12, 2006, and this is how crazy it was. I remember exact time. It was 9.26 p.m. He stayed an hour later, although he had to catch a plane and do another business thing or whatever. He was doing some uh, autograph signing in another place, but this was at Oxford Valley Mall. 
Langhorne, Pennsylvania. He was doing an autograph signing for the Kiss Cologne. And uh, I remember waiting after school five, six hours in line waiting for him, waiting just to get up there. The place was packed. It really, when I went up on there, I felt like crying. I mean, time stood still because, you know, I'm eating my idol. This is Gene Simmons, not, not just some guy you see on TV. This is Gene Simmons, the demon, the bass player of Kiss. And I remember when I got up on that platform, I just wanted to cry, but nothing came out. And I just gave him a major big hug. Surprisingly, he hugged me back really tightly, so I felt extra special. <laughs> he asked to give out some advice. He said, when you, talk, when you talk to somebody, always tilt your head down and look them straight in the eye. If you're always doing a business deal, that's what you got to do. It really, intim- it really intimidates people. And, I, and, and then he says, can you tell? And I said, yeah, you're, you're Gene Simmons. You're going to intimidate me no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so you got and, uh, some business and fatherly advice from Gene. Yeah. I'm, and he asked me when I was signing my perfume, he said, what's your band's name? And at the time, I didn't have one. So I said, I'm really struggling to find a band at, you know, at the moment. And he says, and then he said the most heartfelt thing, probably the most heartfelt thing I'll ever hear in my life. He said to me, when you're going to grow up, this is, this is exactly quote, quote, unquote, all Gene Simmons, word for word. When you're going to grow up, you are going to be a rock star one day. I can tell. You're going to be a rock star. You're going to get all the girls like I did, maybe even more. And I'll pass down the torch to you. And and I remember as and as soon as I heard that, I melted. I like I'm so <laughs> still. I I literally was shaking. I couldn't speak right once I heard that. I'm actually shaking a little bit. Talk about right now because it's such a fond memory. Sean, what do you look forward to on the new Kiss album? I'm ready to hear the Tommy and Eric solo tracks that they've been talking about. I think that's great that they're giving them some room to, you know, sort of write and do whatever it is they're going to do on that album. I think it's great. What are your hopes for the Kiss Army, and what does it say about you as a person? I hope that the Kiss Army continues to grow and that, you know, new members of the Kiss Army will be found through other members of the Kiss Army. I think, you know, sort of gives me a universal feel because, you know, what other fan of a band is going to be like, yeah, I want this band to be able to reach out to these people. It's kind of like a virus. Yes. It just keeps on spreading. Definitely is. Trout, what do you look forward to on the new Kiss album? It still feels too good to be true. I've gotten gotten too used to the idea that a new Kiss album will, will never happen. It's kind of alluded to the fact that they'll never record again. And but I truly do believe that Paul, Gene, and Eric, and Tommy will deliver the goods, and it's it's great because, you know, we get a new batch of songs to live with and love, and we can have these songs for the rest of our lives, and, and we're just lucky, and it's an exciting time to be a KISS fan right now. It's the best. Uh, what are your hopes for the KISS Army? My hopes are that, you know, we just remain positive, although it seems impossible at times. We've truly, I think we've caused some forward momentum in the world of KISS, because had we not demanded the new album, I don't think that Gene Paul would have ever considered doing it. And also things like KISSology and just cool stuff that comes out, I think it's we, the fans, that kind of push it out there. Because if we didn't want it, I doubt they think that, you know, that people need it, so they wouldn't put it out. What would you like to say to KISS and its fans, because they're all listening? There's nothing I could say to KISS that hasn't already been said, but... If I had to say something, I would just, you know, say a very heartfelt thank you to them for, the, you know, just the countless hours of joy and happiness that, they, you know, they've afforded thousands and millions of people around the world. And, you know, they're going to be loved for, you know, until the end of time. So they should know that. This is Trout Player, and you're listening to the best KISS podcast on the net, to the Pod Kiss. Yeah, this is Greg Gorey from Grind Crime, and you're listening to Pod Kiss. Okay, Sean, let's close with you. This is Sean, Parasite94, and you're listening to Podkiss. Keep on rocking, guys. Thanks. The KISS Army is like no other fan club. Uh, the loyalty, the dedication. A few months ago, there was the Indie KISS Expo, and we were lucky enough to have uh, Jeff Guthrow and Mike Mayocker there to cover the event. And here are some of the highlights, including an exclusive interview with the amazing KISS tribute band, Mr. Speed. Give this a listen. Indie Expo Report 2009. 
Jeff Guthrie and Mike Myocker, the podcast guys, wound up going to the 2009 Indianapolis KISS Expo on March 15th. KISS fans from all over the world showed up. You know, I sometimes think about what makes a person a KISS fan. I know that for me, it was the music. I had already been exposed to the 8-track of Dress to Kill. It was good. It was great. I was more of an Alice fan. But when I heard Parasite off of Alive, that's what did it to me. That's what made me a KISS fan. What about you, Mike? What made you a KISS fan? Back in sixth grade, I was considered at the time the school artist. A friend of mine, Dave, came in one day, and he had this little portfolio of pictures he'd been drawing, and there's all these strange-looking guys with makeup on, and it looked really cool. My ego was a little bruised because everybody was kind of around him going, hey, this is really cool. I couldn't have that being the school artist, so that night I went home, and uh, went through my sister's teeny magazines, you know, the Sean Cassidy and everything, and I hunted through them and found pictures of Kiss that I could look at, and then I worked feverishly all night long drawing a bunch of new stuff that I brought in the next day so I could outdo Dave, and then uh, from there, it just, it was, they were fun to draw, so I just kept doing more and more of those, and then uh, that summer, I got Kiss Alive 2 for, uh, my birthday. That's all I wanted, and I got that, and I was hooked. Well, here's Jeff and Mike talking to some fans about what made them KISS fans. Who am I with? Carlos. And uh, Carlos, how long have you been a KISS fan? Oh, since I was like six years old. And how long would that be? Um, since 1977. 77? Well, 76, huh? actually. 76, so yeah. was that maybe when Destroyer came out or something? Oh, uh, Rock and Roll Over. Rock and Roll Over, yes, yeah. I remember when that came out, too. Yeah, well, I didn't even hear the record. What got me was the album cover. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, explain yeah. about that. Well, you know, how uh, when they put the records out, all the album covers are like so cool and mesmerizing, you know, just by the artwork, artwork alone. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's that's what hooked me. Yeah. You Do know. you miss the albums? Oh, yeah, because, you know, back in the old days, you used to get all the goodies with the records on right. posters or decals, you know, right. stuff plus, like that. Plus, looking at the graphic artwork. Exactly. Uh, now, um, you know that Kiss is in uh, the studio right now. Recording oh, yeah. Um, Kiss is uh, doing it similar to uh, the early days, the way the recorded, like recording analog. They're talking about a lot of sound will be like back then. They also talked about if the need was, or the demand was there, they would release this in vinyl form. Oh, yeah. Now, would you be interested in that at all, if they did? Yeah, but I'd have to get a record player again. <laughs> yeah, we've lost the concept of the art on the albums, too. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of great artwork with Kiss and their albums oh, exactly. also. Um, one suggestion I have is release it in an album form, but of cover wise, right? Graphics and all. And maybe have a, um, like a flash drive. Release your music on a flash drive that's embedded in that album. That way you get the cover, you can look at it, and then the newness of you oh, know, flash drive instead of vinyl. Yeah. Something like that. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting that the cover, I'm amazed at how much, how different ways of people getting into Kiss. And I've never really heard that, that it's because of the cover, even before you heard the music, that that's how you got into it. Yeah, that's what got me. That yeah. is great. That I had a friend that lived a couple of doors down, he just brought it over and I don't know, it was just the artwork. Excellent, yeah. excellent news. When I didn't get to really even see the band uh, live until uh, the Crazy Nights tour. Oh, wow. wow. And how was that? Oh, that was great, you know, but uh, the last moment of all was when uh, they reunited in 96, you know, yeah. when you got to see their, you know, original band yeah. with all makeup and everything, yeah. so. Yeah, that would be great. Hi, who am I with? David Candelish. Ah, David, and uh, what brings you to the Indie Expo? Big, huge KISS fan. How long have you been a KISS fan? 30 plus years. How, how old were you? I was about 8 years old, years watching old? Uh, the Paul Inns Halloween special. Oh, really? 1976 That's... or 7, I believe. Oh, yeah. man, that was, that was pretty neat. Huh? Oh, yeah, that was really great. I um, didn't have a record player at the time, but I had a little tape recorder. Uh -huh. And I only heard, like, Beth and Detroit yep. Rock City, King of the Nighttime World that was played on that show. So my mom said, well, I can't buy a record because I have, don't have a record player, but I can buy a tape. So I just went the coolest record I could find, and it was Destroyer, so that was my first wow. big yeah, Destroyer. Yeah, turn on. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. yeah. After that, though, what albums did you get into after that? Huh? Every single one. Every one, good. And for show and tell, I would make believe stories to the class. I'd spend all week painting pictures 
pictures and drawing and oh, show and tell. Can I come up and brag about my make-believe story of seeing Kiss last night? And, oh, and like every week was my turn. I always did the same thing all the time. Awesome. That's a great thing to do. Great, yes. great time to have. So I see you have a nice shirt on here of you and Paul Stanley. And who is with you? My wife. Your wife, your lovely wife. And what, how did this come about? It came with the uh, fragrances. We were in Detroit. Uh, he was promoting the fragrances as long as the Live to Win tour. Yep. And uh, we've seen him both days. Wow. Got his autograph on the bottle. Then the next day, seen him in Detroit. It was oh, great. Nice. Yeah. So how is it meeting him? What's it like? It was pleasant. It was brief. Um, it was great. He was yep. a gentleman. Yep. And were you nervous at all? Or? No. No? No. Really? Was, oh, wow. Just cool. And yep, yep. Confident. Pretty good. Really Pretty cool. good. He's, my, he's my idol. You now, know, so. have you, so how many times have you seen Kiss? About 15. 15, oh wow. And three different states, oh, Ohio, wow. Indiana, and uh, Oregon. Very Washington, nice. excuse me, Washington. Now, uh, when's the last recent, what's the last one you've seen of them? Uh, Washington, 2004. Um, Rock the Nation, what the Nation. Rock the Nation tour, excellent, Washington. Yes. Yeah. So is that the one that's on the, the uh, Rock the Nation DVD? At that concert, there, I believe there was one in Washington they did do on it. Some really? footage of Washington is on the Rock the Nation. So you never know, you might be in the audience there. Well, Just don't know it yet. Yeah, right? Zooming in on you or something like that. Though. People come from all over to go to an expo. Here's Jeff talking to some people about why they came to an expo. And you'll find out going to a KISS expo is like going to see family. They're your KISS family. Take it away, Jeff. guys that I have met before. It is Kenny Ray Sr. and Kenny Ray Jr. Guys, pleasure to have you here on podcast. Thank you, thank you. What do you come here oh, for? We, we come to see um, everything. Mr. Speed and yep. we buy all kind of artifacts, you know, Kiss artifacts and Kiss mementos. Right, right. Memorabilia, yeah. yeah. You're in line now to meet Bruce. You want to meet Bruce, yeah. Have you met Bruce before? Never. Met yep. Bob Cooley from Cleveland. Yes. Now, wasn't that great? Yeah. That was an excellent time. He signed my son's guitar. Yeah, that's killer. So now we're in line, you're gonna meet Bruce and have what sign pictures or something for you? We got a camera. So oh, get a picture with him, right? Yeah, that's cool. Dream come true. Yes, yes. So, how long have you guys been Kiss fans? I seen Kiss back in '96. '96, right on. Uh, Louisville, and um, then I went to see him again in 2005. 2005 in oh, Columbus. That's when I took my son. That's the first nice. time I met him. Nice. And he's been Kiss crazy ever since. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. kind of hard not to, eh? When you yeah. see something that spectacular, right? That's awesome. Yeah. yeah it's kinda, there's nothing like it. Right? And I find the same at these expos. There's really nothing like it. The atmosphere and the camaraderie that I see, like with you and I, and we meet. And yeah. up, we're like brothers. Everyone yeah. always. Yeah. And every time, every year. If it's a year we see each other, we remember each other. Yeah. Every time. And you're happy to see the people. I love this atmosphere. Oh, yeah. I've seen a few people here already that I've known already. Yeah, absolutely. It's a good, it's kind of rejuvenating for your soul sort of thing too, right? I love it. And it's all due to kiss. Exactly. Who am I with? John, KISS fan site, uh, KISS Army Missouri on MySpace. Hi. Hi, John. How are you doing? Not too bad. How about you? I'm doing very well. Pleasure to see you here at, at the Expo. And what brings you here for today? Everything. Uh, all my friends, everybody here, seeing Bruce again, seeing Mr. Speed, everybody. It's just right a great big get-together. Buy any stuff here? Oh, yeah. What Funny. did you buy? I bought Kissopoly today, something I've been looking for for a while. And I also found the Creatures Ace that I've got earlier that I've been looking for for three years. So. Okay. Picked up another set of uh, mini bust. Yep. And a shirt, a jean hat, jean action figure. And uh, you're in line here now. You're going to meet Bruce? Meet Bruce. Uh-huh. Have you met Bruce before? Oh, yes. And uh, Many expos. Oh, you have met him yeah. many. Okay. All right. Uh, and so you're getting some stuff signed today or just a picture with him? Picture with him. Yeah. Right on. Right on. Well, I've, got a, I've got a friend that I would like to put on the phone with him as well. So Okay. Oh, yeah. Explain a bit about that. Uh, we've got a friend, George, in uh, Kiss Army Australia. Yep, I know George. He's been trying to get here for the last three years and, you know, want to do something for him, make him a part of this. So I get him on there. Maybe he can talk to Bruce for about oh, five minutes. That'd be cool. So you're going to go up there and what? Get, get him on the phone? Get him on the line. phone and say, you know, hey, Bruce, get I got somebody. Yeah. Right on. And now, has George met Bruce before? I'm not sure. I think he has. I know he's not quite, sure. he's, uh, knows Eric he's, quite well in that, too. Eh? Oh, so yeah. George gets in there when all yeah. the events 
too. Eh? You see oh, him yeah. on television and stuff also. Too. Well, I know Bruce is gonna uh, gonna be going over there in Australia for five, six, seven shows. Perfect. Something like that. You'll get up. That'll be great for George when you get up there. And oh yeah. He'll be excited about that. And uh, real nice gesture. So I hope it goes well with you up there. Well, thank I think you. it'll do good. This is Eric Singer of KISS, and you're listening to Podkissed. Hi, who am I with? I'm Ron Sires. Hi, Ron, and a uh, pleasure to have you on Podkissed. Thank you and, very much. And what brings you to the uh, Indianapolis KISS Expo? This is my fourth time, so I'm bringing my son from uh, Tucson, Arizona, and my other son from Indianapolis, and oh, yeah? my other brother. Oh, so really this is the first time they've been at KISS Expo, so oh, cool. I had to expose them to this and told them about Mr. Speed and all that. Oh, and right wonderful on. And, it is. Uh, what, how did you like it today? Uh, I thought it was great. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was great. I'd come back again. So. so you got to meet Bruce? Yes, I did. And how was that? Well, I met him before. Okay. Uh, I think it was two or three years ago when Eric Singer and Bruce Kulik was here yep. together. Yep. Uh, that would be cool. I missed it on Saturday when Eric was by himself. Mm -hmm. But if so happens, uh, Eric stayed over for Bruce the next time, and so they both played together. And that was that was oh, awesome. That would be awesome. That, that made that made my day yeah. right there. Right on, right on. I might have to go to that coffee house. I really. You, I, actually, you guys should check it out. It's a pretty neat place. Yeah. It's yeah. not a nice resort, but just the party. Even just to go is good. Yeah. Uh, just, you get memorabilia and you get pastries and coffee and stuff like that. But it's a neat thing to just see. Right. I'd love to go. But there. the party is a really fun thing to is go it? to. Yeah, yeah. Right. And it's like these here, uh, Expo also. Memorabilia yeah. I love. So. I, I love Expo, yeah, man. Yeah. Just, I love meeting the people. I do too. You know, and Bruce. I think Bruce is just out of this world. Yep. Great. Him guy. and Eric Singer is just the nicest people you ever meet. Yes, you sir. know. Yeah. And they uphold like that Kiss tradition too, where they make sure they sure fan gets, oh, yeah. gets their due time. I met Paul, but I haven't met Gene. And I'm, oh, you I'm, met Paul, I'm, so explain that. Well, um, did a, he did a, um, when he did his little solo yep. solo tour, yep. when Eric Singer and Bob Kulik was, yep. was playing in the band. Yep. I think it was in Late that era. Late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, I believe it was early yep. 90s, yeah. Right on. Late right on. 80s and Wow, that must have been something to see, though. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah. Paul's my favorite, and I just, oh, you know, he? when I got to meet him, I was just like. Oh, right on, yeah. I was just like a little kid, you know, in a candy store, you I know. I know what you mean, yeah. <laughs> so it was a good meeting then. Yeah, it was awesome. At the Indie Convention, uh, Jeff and I were fortunate enough to meet the people from Kiss United, which is basically like a Facebook or a MySpace for Kiss fans. And uh, here's the interview we did with them. Who am I with? Uh, I'm Zach Vigi. And I'm Chris Chisholm. And we're from KissUnited.com. Ah, KissUnited.com. And what's that about? Explain to us about KissUnited.com. Um, well, uh, Chris and I here, uh, we came up with uh, KissUnited.com as, as actually a gift for all KISS fans. I mean, we know how much people just absolutely adore KISS, so we decided to come out with a website that's completely different, completely different from any website that you've been out there to see KISS-wise. Um, it's pretty much um, a networking website with, uh, you know, profiles, music. Um, it just, it's a great way for KISS fans to meet each other. Yeah, that's, that's cool. And a lot of people are having a lot of fun with it. And uh, people from all around the world have joined. And uh, a lot of people are meeting people they haven't seen in years or heard from in years. Oh, wow. So it's so not only just meeting people new together. people and bringing people together. And that, Again, hence totally. the name United uh, oh, as KISS United. Perfect, so, so, yeah, it's been going real well with us. Perfect. And we're having fun, too. And it's and, and it, this is all out of our pocket and our the love, you know, we're, we're we would do it in a heartbeat if we had any, right, any opportunity, right. and uh, we're just having fun with it. Right. So now, do you blog on this site also, where you can interact and chat back and forth? Or? Absolutely. There is a chat room, mm -hmm. um, and that's up and coming right now. I mean, it's actually it's getting up there. Um, you can blog on there. Mm -hmm. You can download music. You can download pictures. You can download oh, yeah. stories. We have, you know, it. The the possibilities are endless. You know, oh, yeah. um, we've been out for about nine months now. Um, but like like we've said before, we uh, we just you know the more people put into Kiss United, the more we're, we're willing to give back to yeah, Kiss United. Fair enough, fair enough. So, yeah, we got some really cool ideas we'd like to come out with, but we need support and uh, just people enjoy it. Uh -huh. if people aren't enjoy it, then you know we'll still enjoy it as much as we can. But we want to have a reason to keep going forward with it. Yeah, well, obviously there's someone out there that can't enjoy it right now. <laughs> exactly, I can hear those sirens. Yeah, dumb um, sirens. But one one, one thing we uh, this is our first uh, Kiss convention as Kiss United. Okay. Um, and now it, were you invited? 
invited to this. This is the Indie Expo. We are invited here today. Um, Keith LaRue and uh, um, Lou Antonelli contacted, uh, contacted us. Oh, excellent. And they asked us to come out here. And, and you know, we it's funny how much uh, how much passion we put into this website. I mean, if you didn't notice the big light up Kiss United sign right. that we have, and right. you know, nice. the big yeah. computer, and we're giving out stickers to kids and, yeah. and, and flyers. And it's like I said before, this is Chris and I's gift to Kiss fans. Yeah. You know, promoting Kiss positive. You, know, you guys are about all positive. All positive. And, and you know what? The website is not vulgar at all. We don't we don't have any. You know, we we monitor everything Absolutely. that comes through. Any new member, we check their pictures. Right. Everything's it's it's not like a big family. Oh, good. And it's so so much respect on it. And you you can tell that just by you know browsing through the site. Right. It's, right. You can tell the respect and right. the love. Yeah. It's a big family, like I said. Right. I've been to some yes websites, and it is pretty sad. Some of the stuff that comes out not only get people to think they're kiss or try and act like it, but just the derogatory and the stuff. They're just there to cause absolutely. Stuff. And, you, and you know what? I not mean, be a fan. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Kiss doesn't owe anybody anything. Right. You know, they really don't. Exactly. You know? That's what it seems I mean, this like is the, everybody likes Kiss because it makes them feel good inside. Yep. You know, yep. and no, Kiss doesn't owe anybody anything. And you know, Kiss is not out to be you know wrong to anybody. You know, they give us hours and hours of entertainment that just makes us feel wonderful inside. And that's the right reason why we want to spread Kiss to so many people. And it's so funny because Chris and I were were working the booth all day today, and people are just, oh, that's such a great idea. It's such a great idea. And this is the way to to get out to the yep. public. You know, yep. to show our love for Kiss. Just you know, this is just helping kids get bigger. Yep. You know, and that's what Spread we try to word. do. Yeah, exactly. the really cool thing is at the show where, you know, we met, we ran into people that are already current members, and that's what's really interesting. Yeah, too, that must see be people, to meet people that are actually already enjoying the site, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, we don't need to explain to them what it's about because they're already part of it, and seeing, you know, and hearing their positive feedback on it, or any type of feedback, if they want us to change something to make it easier views right. or a good idea, we'll take it all. And, you know, you can reach us through the through the website, through our email contact on kissunited.com. Things have changed. Kiss has been around way longer than computers. Right. Right. And here's just a way to, you know, let people know it's bigger than anybody could imagine because we got members all across the globe. To get all the fans into one little area, to chat, to talk, to blog, to just have fun with each other. People are showing some of their beautiful artwork that, you know, that they have passionate uh, for Kiss and they they draw and paint. It's amazing how people draw. I'm amazed at the artists out there that do stuff for Kiss. Chris was was chatting to one of our members Mm -hmm. about, um, what was she doing? She had... Oh, she does some Ace Ace Freely. She's from Italy, and she does some Ace Freely artwork. And uh, she's listed under VK4E, something like that. She's really easy to find on the site. Beautiful artwork. Anybody goes on there should check it out because her artwork is outstanding. It looks like it's sketch work, and it's just, she's got a whole photo album full of her artwork. It's really, really nice to see. And that's that's what we wanted with this thing, is the site, is for people to share things like that. Sharing her, she's sharing her love and what she sees in Kiss. That's great news to have. Absolutely. Having Mr. Speed at an expo is just a great experience. To see the Hotter Than Hell album played in its entirety, to see that just by itself was cool. They aren't just there to play, they're there to celebrate Kiss. They're there painting faces for little kids. They're taking time out to talk about Kiss with fans. They're super professional. They're always in a great mood and when you go to see Mr. Speed at an expo you know it's going to be a good time when they come walking around and people are coming up excited to to see them a lot of little kids think it's kissing you know (laughs) it's exciting stuff and when they start playing to see little kids just super excited that here's what their perception of kiss is right in front of them it's a, it's a it's a cool feeling to see people celebrating Kiss all day long is just a cool thing. I've seen Mr. Speed here before, probably uh, the best Kiss uh, tribute band that yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah. I know yeah. the guy that does Paul Man. Man, he's, he's yep, on. Yeah, that's he's, rich. Yeah, he's yep. on the ball. He's awesome. Yeah. What's your name, man? Robert. <laughs> and what did you think of Mr. Speed and stuff? It was pretty awesome. It was pretty awesome. That's good. And you? My name's Chris, yep. and I thought it was pretty awesome. Yeah. I loved you, it. What did you like about it? Um, Everything. Everything. Oh, I, I like the bass. The, oh, really? Yeah. This is Mr. Speed, and you're listening to Pop.
All right, this is Podkist, and we are talking to tribute band Mr. Speed. Who do we have here with us tonight? We have Rich Kozak as Paul Stanley. Andrew Scambati as Peter Chris. And Joe Hess as Ace Fraley. Well, pleasure having you on Podkist here. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, we are at the uh, Indianapolis Kiss Expo, where you guys did play a, a set, uh, the Hotter Than Hell set, I believe, today. And uh, what did you think of today's expo? When I think of the expo, it was actually different yet fun for us because we got to play a bunch of stuff we've never played before. So it's really, it's kind of an adventure for us to do that kind of stuff. You guys are playing the entire Hotter Than Hell today. Uh, off this album, what are your favorite songs that you really like to play off of this album? Uh, personally speaking, for me, I really enjoy playing Mainline. It was, it's a song that the band Mr. Speed has never performed in, in our 15-year history. So for me, that was probably one of the most enjoyable ones to do. Um, gives Andrew a chance to sing another song. Um, and I also like doing Going, Going Blind. I thought that was a fun song. We'd, I think we tried that one live before, but it didn't really cut it. But Going Blind and Mainline were the two songs that I really enjoyed uh, jamming to today. Got to Shoes has always been my favorite one to play. Uh, there's some really cool drum parts in there, so uh, it wasn't one we did specifically for today. We've done it live many, many times, so it's always a favorite of mine to play that. I have to stick with Mainline. It's uh, it's one of those songs where it, you just get lost in the song. It's it's fun to play. You get to do your you know the solos, but um, it's more you get to hear Andrew singing it. And it's great. Like the Rich had said, we haven't played that song ever. I don't, I don't believe. But it's just, it's just a fun song to get lost in. I enjoyed, uh, if I may, when you guys had a bit of technical difficulty and we went right into uh, Dr. Love and the crowd participation Dr. Love. I was singing right along. That it was cool. Kudos awesome. to Rob. I, I have to give it that. Just kudos to Rob. Rob yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah, Rob just started, started with on the, the bass and then I believe you just came in after that and then we went and with it right directing. there. Yeah. You know, it, <laughs> so, seems, it seems as if every time we play these expos there's some kind of I loved it. I think yeah. the crowd really liked it. I mean, to be honest. we were in Dayton, and it happened during Nothing to Lose. Nothing to lose. Yeah, the yeah. light went out. So let's and hope the next one we do. There's no. You, you there's can't no just stop. Yeah. Right. No, yep. No. Show must go on. But I think you guys did really great with it, and the Thanks. crowd that got into it. And I'll tell you, I was in there singing just as loud. Yes. Too. Yes. So that was awesome. Good great. Time. Great job. You guys play a lot of obscure stuff, and but you change it up every show. It seems. When you guys are getting ready to play a show, how do you guys decide what's going to be on the set list for that night? We decide that well before we get to the venue. I gave Rich a list. You know, I give him a no. no, no. <laughs> this no. is what we're playing tonight. <laughs> no, we, we do have conversations, especially at rehearsal. You know, with Andrew and I living together right now, um, we, we have constant conversations about how we're going to improve the set. What can we do? That, what can we take out? What can we add in that the fans would like, that we would like? And it's always been since day one to play the obscure songs because for us, we always wanted to be the tribute band that we were, we were different from the others in that we could try and we would um, attempt to do the obscure tracks, the ones that we wanted to see Kiss do live. You know, I've seen Kiss 45 times. You know, but I've never seen them play Mr. Speed Live mm -hmm. or uh, Love All I Can or uh, Baby Driver or something like that. You know, the cool songs that kind of get lost in amongst all the classic hits. Mr. Speed's thing has always been to dig deep into the Kiss catalog and pull out some gems that we love doing that challenge us musically and the fans will enjoy you know, listening to as well. Right. And we definitely proved that today. Yeah. The, yeah. the looks on their faces and seeing people sing, it was very rewarding. Yeah. I remember the, the, the best response we got is uh, when we were performing the song Hotter Than Hell. The second time the chorus repeats, we threw in a, a chorus from Rip and Destroy. Right, right. And I, I just, oh, did I just, you? I remember, I remember it was like we said it, and then people were looking around like, did they say that? And then, and then they, and all of a sudden, they were, just, they were oh, joining wow. in. Wow, now that's that cool. That was yeah. great. Now that is cool. Yeah, yeah. rip, rip, rip yep. and destroy. destroy. Yeah, awesome, yep. awesome. <laughs> So, Andrew, uh, you're the new guy, or actually the new kid on the block, so to speak. Uh, how are the Mr. Speed fans treating you out there on the road? It's uh, it's incredible, the, the response I've been getting. Um, you know, I've been around the block quite a few times with a bunch of different other tribute bands. I've never gotten the response I've got since I've been in Mr. Speed, so the Mr. Speed fans have been great. They've treated me like, you know, one of the guys, and... Uh, 
It's incredible. I'm blown away. It's you know, it's I can't even put it into words. That's how great it is. Okay. Last couple of years have been huge for Mr. Speak. What do you do on tour to keep things fresh for yourself as well for, as for the fans? Well, as, as we were saying before, the obscure songs, changing up the set list. Okay. Um, anyone can go out there and play Detroit Rock City rock and roll night. Yeah. But when you throw in Mr. Speed, Lover All I Can, The Oath, yeah. you pull those gems out that people don't really expect. But it gives us a challenge, and that way we don't have that, um, we don't fall into that, what's the word am I looking for? It's a rut. Humdrum. Yeah, I mean, Humdrum uh, every you, you day. Become, you become Expectation. just a cookie-cutter tribute band. Right. 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 You get opinion. complacent. Right. You guys play all over. What venue do you guys seem most like home to you? To you the, the Omni. Yeah. Uh, the Omni. Like, yeah, we play like a place in Toledo called the Omni. Okay. And we played there last weekend. We had just under 600 people wow. show up for the show. Wow. Nice. Um, it's the closest thing that we get to a, an actual concert atmosphere. Lighting, 40-foot wide stage, pro sound system. It's And, and the fans are just rabid. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we could, you know, do a polka on stage and they would probably Yeah, cheer. they would eat it up. They yeah. Eat it up. <laughs> so, you know, it's um, for us, that's becoming, and ironically, we just booked two more return dates with them today. Oh, and which, right what on. are those return dates? They are June nineteenth <laughs> okay. and uh, October thirtieth, Halloween weekend. We will be in Toledo, Ohio, oh, right Halloween on. bash at the Omni. All oh, right, on excellent. Yeah. And tell them what they've won. <laughs> <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Nicely played, fellas. Hey, um, you guys. Not only do you bring just the, the, the musical element of Kiss to your performance, but you always, your outfits look phenomenal. I'm sure a lot of people out there would like to know how you get them or how you make them. Sure. We, we do a lot of the work we, ourselves. We do a lot of the work ourselves, if you can believe that. Wow. Yeah, it's a lot of, um, you can't trust people. I mean, I don't want to say that. It's just, you don't have that inside you to say, can you do this? You, you have to take it on yourself. Okay. You have to stand behind someone and be like, that's wrong, that's well, wrong, that's right, that's yeah. wrong. Well, the okay. thing about it is, 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 you know, if you're a seamstress, you're not looking at Kiss Tour books every day. Right. You know, you're you're figuring out oh, how, I, how you can surge this or how you can work with this kind of pattern. You're not staring at the Kiss costumes right. mm-hmm. like we are. So, the reason why we do our own costumes is because nobody really has the eye that we have. Yeah, right. And if we don't do it, we're not happy with it. Right and on. even when we do them, sometimes we're not, we're happy, not happy with them. With them. Yeah. 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 We'll finish it and go, man, I could have done that so much better. Why and then we, then we do it better the next time. You know, why did yeah. I hurry? Coincidentally, right uh, the belt Andrew's wearing, um, this, that was the third attempt at it because uh-huh. we didn't like the first two, that how they turned yeah. out. Oh, wow. I was, so talking, then, I was talking to Rob earlier, and I mentioned it to him in Myrtle Beach. He did a phenomenal job on his, his uh, armor. Oh, thank it you. It looks really good. And he, then he said it was touched up by a, a, a painter. Yeah, we, um, we had uh, made the costume, a vacuum-formed plastic, mm-hmm. and we had found a local airbrush artist who did the paint job on it. Oh, it looks excellent. And it just it worked out great, and the last costume we had, it fell apart a lot. This one, I don't even think I, mean, even think I had to touch it since he's had it on. I mean, since last year. Wow. Yeah. I mean, every now and then, you have to get your little uh, patch and spit and polish, but yep. it's right. been, it held up very well, so and we're very, I'm very excited to have done it. Yep. I'm proud to have done it. Nice job, brother. Thank you. Very good. For all our listeners, what would you guys like to say to fans listening to the podcast? I'd like to say um, thanks for believing in what we do. Um, you know, the, the people at KFS and, and the fans that are connected with that site are truly some of the most amazing people. They're very passionate about, you know, KISS, which is the same for us. Mm-hmm. And in the almost two years, I think, that we've been associated together, it's just been a really, really great partnership. Awesome. And we love, we, we get inspired to perform for all of you. So don't think that your passion isn't being, you know, the fuel for what we mm-hmm. do with Mr. Speed, because it truly is. Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, it might sound cheesy and a little campy, but it's the it's the God's honest truth. Yep, I believe um, it. The because I see it in your in your faces, mm-hmm. and and I, I you know, in talking with the fans, mm-hmm. it's really the feedback that we get from the fans that we take back to rehearsal at Joe's place, and we put into the hard work ah, and the, the suggestions that the guys awesome. throw at each other, like Andrew suggesting tossing and turning. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know that's. 
the kind of stuff, the passion that we're looking for. Yeah. You know, and that's one of the great things that he brings to the band. He's yeah. like, you know, some of the stuff that he suggests is kind of crazy. Yeah. But then some of the stuff he suggests is really, really worth exactly. it. Exactly. As crazy it as it is, it's still, you know, yes. everything is good. Is. All yeah. suggestions. Yeah. That's what you need. All kinds of ideas. So, I mean, thank you for all of your support. Um, we wouldn't be sitting here doing this interview if it wasn't for the, you know, the podcast and for all of the fan support out there at Kiss Fansign. Well, right. we really appreciate it, guys. Uh, Mr. Speed has been great. I love the work you guys do at the Expos, how you help out. I love how, Joe, you do up the faces for the kids and stuff oh, and for yeah. people. Yeah. Today they, you did you a new thing. got to keep the kids happy. Today they you did Vinny. I love it. Right. Yeah, I did Vinny for the first Vinny. time. That was great. And it was a good job, too. He came up to me and talked, and I, I seen Vinny. I go, hey, Vinny, how's it going there? And that was a great job on it. So Thanks. I, I imagine you'll do him again. Oh, of course. Excellent. Of course. Another one in the repertoire. Right. But we do really love all the stuff that you guys do. Thank you. And wish you all the best in the future. Thank you so and much. And I can't wait to, to come to another event and be with you guys again Absolutely. and hear you guys play again and all that, too. Yeah, so. thanks. Thank, thank you, you very yeah, much for being on the podcast, guys. Thanks a lot. Okay. You guys rock. We've got lots of cool shows coming up, lots of rare, exclusive interviews. We've got a show coming up about The Elder, Hotter Than Hell, all the Alive albums. How about 1989, the Hot in the Shade album and Paul's legendary first solo tour? And how about Kiss at the Movies? What does that mean? Well, you're just going to have to stick around and find out. 2009 is going to be huge for Kiss, and it's going to be huge for the pod Kiss. So stay tuned, and you shall not be disappointed. That's our show. Thanks again for listening, and be sure to check out the other episodes on our website. If you have anything to say, any questions, comments, uh, suggestions for the show, make sure to drop us a line at podcast at gmail.com. A big thanks to our friends at mykisslife.net. Also, we would like to thank uh, Julian and all the folks over at kissfaq.com for all their information and input on the show. A huge shout-out to our buddy Ken for all that he does, the artwork, the interviews, and all the contributions. Ken, it wouldn't be a podcast without you. And be sure to check out Ken's site, which is called kissfansite.com. And for all your official news and updates, please make sure to check out kissonline.com. From there, you can also find links to uh, all these solo band member websites. Uh, Most of them have pretty extensive websites, so make sure to check them out. Uh, If you have a podcast or if you have a website related to KISS, please send us a letter and let us know. And we'll be happy to uh, post a link on our website. And as always, a big thanks goes out to Gene Simmons, Paul Stanley, Ace Fraley, Peter Chris, Vinnie Vincent, Bruce Kulik, Eric Singer, Tommy Thayer, and the memory of the late, great Eric Carr, and the late, great Mark St. John. You are KISS. And we are your army. Thanks for listening. Good night. Good night, folks.